Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hey, I'm Scott Pipe. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. For sure, I think if I get to drive more and more and more, uh, for sure, you know, I'm going to feel more comfortable. I nearly told him to calm down in the end. I'm like, mate, you're making me stressed. I'm stressed enough as is. In 2014, Chaz Mostert and Paul Morris won Bathurst. The race finished at almost 6.30 and 5.2 million people were watching at the end of that race. So a quarter of the Australian population watched Chaz win that race. That's a pretty you know, compelling figure to, to drop on anybody. <laughs> From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. And welcome to Inside Supercars. Here we are sitting in the media room, post-Newcastle race, an extraordinary race, one of the most convoluted and strange ways a championship has been decided in a long, long time. Your impressions of that, Craig? Before we go to my impressions of the race and Newcastle in general, our media centre is in a pub. Tony is unbelievable. One of the best locations to have a media centre ever, I think, and probably not since the 60s has so many journos done their work in a pub setting. The great thing is it's a wonderful building. It's got it's a customs house hotel here in Newcastle, right on the water. Beautiful setting, a prominent uh, clock tower that goes above it, and great access to both the inside and outside the track and to the, down to pit lane. But on with the show, as they say. Uh, extraordinary race, an amazing outcome. Um, the great thing was that DJR Team Penske, who have been the greatest challenge in 10 years for Triple Eight, um, while they haven't won every championship in the t- that 10-year period. Uh, FPR with Mark Winterbottom won it. But the thing was that there was so much promise from the challenge that team DJR Team Penske showed at the early year, and that went right through, so the last race of the day, and extraordinarily, of course, that Team Penske won the teams, and now the eighth championship, drivers' championship for... Triple Eight, or Red Bull as they are now, previously they were Vodafone, um, which is amazing for uh, Jamie to pick up his seventh and set a new benchmark. And I told Jamie today I'll probably call him BM from now, not as in a BMW, but as in benchmark. Um, we, we've got some real treasures uh, that we were able to get today, um, not only uh, of uh, the winner, Jamie, Shane and Roland Dane, but other interviews will come up in the coming weeks, and we'll talk about those later in the show. But first off, we'll tell you that um, Todd Hazelwood won his championship. There's some news impending very soon. We've already talked a little bit about it. We've got interviews coming up with James Rosenberg. Uh, that's one of the exciting things for next year. Uh, another one was uh, an interview we have with uh, Phil Mundy, who is now a co-owner with Lucas Dumbrell and uh, a new team called Red 23. It's going to be announced within days uh, the new driver set up there with Cam McConville as team manager and a new workshop in Kilsyth. That's one of the interviews coming up in the coming weeks. But um, just to start off with, we'll uh, throw now to an interview with Jamie Wincup describing his times leading up to today and what the, the championship, his seventh title, means to him. And we're here tonight at Newcastle while the pack-up's going on, talking with Jamie Wincup, the seven-time Australian Touring Car Champion and V8 Super, or Supercar Champion. Wonderful to have you here tonight, Jamie, to enjoy the luster of your drive. Quite an extraordinary day. 
Yeah, unbelievable day. Great for great for motorsport at the end of the day. Um, we were gutted yesterday after the penalty. Well, not the penalty, the, the tyre blowout and ending up in the wall. We thought, uh, we don't deserve that. We've, we've grounded out and worked too hard and um, made too many sacrifices this year to, to, for it to end like that. So we did our job today, put our head down. Um, clearly someone looking down on us got the job done after the, after the, the, the last lap of the last race. People were saying... What the hell was he doing? He went, and I'm going, if Jamie didn't take that hole, he would have quit. Uh, well, we got, we got uh, Rick Kelly behind. So if I, if I just followed um, if I followed Michael, then he would have gone around my outside. So I had to fill the gap and then get back out of it last minute to have that small contact and blow the tyre and have massive consequences. Um, that, was, that was hard to take. But, um, but you'd agree, you would quit if you didn't take that hole. Oh, I had to. I had to. I had to position my car there. I was never. I was never trying to pass. I needed to take that position. But anyway, that was yesterday. Who cares, really? Um, it's been a long old grind. We've had some unbelievable competition. Commiserations to Car Seventeen. Um, you know, they really. They. They deserve to. They deserve to be number one as well. You know, if it was. If it was any year where two people should have won it, it as this year, but um, we'll certainly respect their, their competition, respect the battle they put up, and uh, we thank them. Thank them in, um, you know, sincerely that um, for, for making this one more special for us. There have been a number of years in your championship years and even some of the non-championship years we've had to fight back from adversity. You know, where those times where Roland has actually said, no, we've got to go back and start again and yeah. do it, things like that. Yeah. That was another of those years this year. 100%. You know, we've, we've won championships through pure car speed. Now, that's part of that's motorsport. You try to build the best car and come and race, you know what I mean? And we've been proud of the fact that, you know, we've built the best car and, and gone and, and, and showcased that. This year wasn't really that, you know what I mean? We just didn't have the best equipment and uh, we had to grind it out through pure teamwork and 2017 was about teamwork. I've long considered Penske one of the top five race teams in the world for a long time. You know, those 16 Indy 500s and the NASCARs and the Can-Ams and all the things. And you've just beaten the best team and, you know, they raised the level this year, no doubt at all, and you guys have reacted to it, which is, I, I think is actually far more commendable than as you have steamrolled some of those past championships. It's, it's fighting back from adversity that shows real character. Yeah, yeah those guys are unbelievably quick, and, and generally fast cars win races and win championships. Um, but this year it was about teamwork. Um, we've got a work cut out for us. Don't want to think about it now. Looking forward to a break, get away from motorsport for a bit. But 2018 is going to be how do we make our cars faster and really take it to them on one lap pace and, uh, and race pace. Your focus has always been amazing. I've always found you to be uh, so disciplined. This year started with so many things going on for you. How were you able to just clear your mind and start this season and just get that out the way and move? Yeah, big, big balancing act, as it, as it always is. Um, but I, I'm just a big believer of he who works the hardest um, has the most luck and, and gets the most reward from it. So I made massive sacrifices at the start of the, the end of last year, start of this year, to um, to absolutely represent this team the best I can. And um, I thought, I thought, I questioned, I questioned whether that was the right thing last night. But um, it certainly, as a god, they, uh, it, it was it was the right thing to do. And um, thankfully, all that hard work paid off. Talking with Ludo then about your first win with the team back in. I don't remember what year it was when you first joined in Adelaide, 06. And and I was talking now because he's gone to the young guy that you were then. And he said, yes, you're both very alike. Do you think so? 
I've never worked with Scotty before, so no, yeah, yeah, Ludo's, Ludo's the best judge of that. Yeah, yeah, just saying the similarities are there, quite remarkable. Sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And obviously, you've got that experience, you've got six championships on your side, you've built from learning that, which he obviously, you know, has to learn. I mean, he, he possibly, probably would admit, maybe in the light of day, that made some decisions that he shouldn't have made. But that's youth. Yeah, it's an unbelievably tough battle out there. You cannot underestimate anyone that thinks, anyone that doesn't appreciate that, um, doesn't know motorsport. It's uh, it is so it's difficult to get get 95 laps in this weekend, rather, let alone finish at the front. You know, so um, I've got massive respect for all the crew of Car 17. I thank them for the competition, and um, yeah, we'll make sure we respect this. I was actually was talking to Taz Douglas and Aaron Russell yesterday and saying to them that to be a second or 1.3 seconds in the case of uh, uh, Taz, I it was, to be that close to somebody as good as Scotty and you and getting pole positions in a car that we know, and I'm not trying to denigrate what they've got because yeah. it's not a piece of work that yeah. you really would, you know, I, you know, yes, you might take a half second out, you might take six tenths of a second out, but you still wouldn't get it up to be as quick as this would be. No. But the, the difference is doing it for 95 laps. Yeah. The yeah. discipline coming down the staircase out the back there, that must be tremendous. Yeah, it's so easy to spray it, and that's all I was thinking about the last half of the, half of the race. Um, we just got to concentrate on our job. So for me, I've got to score maximum points, and we dug deep and did that today. But the amount of respect you have for Shane, and Shane has for you, like, I've joked with Shane, I've joked with Couchy, you two can never race at Force India. You've given up each other's position so many times without wrecking each other. It's, uh, you know, that's a mindset that a lot of drivers don't have. Yeah, we're a big team here. We all work together, drivers included, you know. It's uh, no individuals bigger than a, the whole team. And uh, this year is about a massive team effort by everyone. Does that team's ethos come from Roland? Is he the one that infects you with it? It's every business. Every business that the leader... Um, leads by example and sets a standard for the rest of the crew and we've got a fantastic leader and that's that's why Triple Eight's been so successful. The guys that were your engineers, mechanics, they've all been moving up moving up the rungs. That's another thing that I think is very special about this team. You have to have to keep it fresh and have to keep moving moving guys up that, that want to work hard and want to achieve big things and our, our, our young engineering staff have certainly that they want to, they want to do, go bigger and better um, big challenge next year with the new aero uh, and the new car and taking it to those guys but um, I'm sure they're up to the job new tyre too and that's going to be an interesting one. New, new old tyre whatever you want to call it yeah yeah back to 2016 did you like this tyre? Was it a good experience to get on a tyre that, one, makes the car go so much faster, and, two, has such a different geometry and dynamic to it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this tyre, and um, it's a shame we're not keeping it. Oh, that's that's another debate. <laughs> well, you can say what you like with the champ. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not at all. I'm no more important than anyone else. Um, this event was amazing, as you've talked about in the press conference, and to walk in, those lots of people enjoying it. Um, there are aspects of this track that you could improve but you know you can't have the ideal racetrack for everything they've got to be compromises to get that sort of a showpiece to have that sort of backdrop means that you don't get the ideal racetrack can you live with that yeah 100% this this is a fantastic event Uh, it's a fantastic track with so much character and uh, a lot of the new circuits don't have character and we're, we're grateful this place does but is there things you'd like to see is there tweaks they could make because no. you, you're tied up, the roads are wide and there's houses. Not, not right now, not right now. I, this has been four years in the making and 
they've done an unbelievably good job to um, and and what a what an awesome event you know it's it couldn't have got any better for the grand final of our our beloved supercar you know motorsport did you hear the number of people who've been here over the three days no 192,000 192,000 how good how good first event and I reckon every single one of those went home going that was good value for money and tell their friends and no doubt the the event will be bigger next year you're coming to have a holiday in Newcastle at some stage aren't you when the race is on just so you can see what you missed the weather was fantastic and that uh, that pool that sea pool is uh, awesome as well. That, that was a bit of me. Spent spent a bit of time in that. So looking forward to getting down there in the we morning. We like you dive in the fountain as well. That was... Oh yeah, you got in the fountain. In it. Yeah, did, did went into the uh, went into the harbour as well. So did you? yeah, 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 it was good. It's good. <laughs> this is why we. This is yeah. why the press conference is so late. Wasn't yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> having a swim in the harbour. All right, it's good to be the king. Congratulations. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Um, just one last one. Um, are you involved at all in the aero testing at all? Uh, not directly, but um, indirectly. Yeah, I'm certainly working hard with the engineers for us to uh, to get a good balanced car for next year. Um, we we need to do a good job there. To that's all part of bridging the gap to um, to the Fords. I got a feeling he's looked at every piece of data. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank well, you know, Jamie is certainly one of the uh, great champions that we've had in this sport. He doesn't bring any. He doesn't bring any uh, great. Um, Aggravation. He enjoys the championships he wins, and he's very happy to share those uh, thoughts with us. So that was fantastic. His persona perception is so far off the type of man he we get to see. Yes, indeed it is. Yeah, people don't really have any uh, full understanding, and I don't blame him for for not trying to go out of his way to do it because he's not that much of the imp- impression of others. That's what yes, indeed. After the break, we're going to be back with. Uh, uh, a very special moment because uh, the very first engineer that Jamie had at Triple Eight uh, back in 06 was uh, Ludo Lacroix, who now, of course, is the engineer, race engineer and technical director at DJR Team Penske. And Ludo and Jamie's current engineer, David Couchy, uh, were just standing and chatting and I had the opportunity to join them because they're great friends, they were ex-teammates, co-workers together in the engineering at Triple Eight, and it was a great moment to enjoy that. So listen in and enjoy that aspect of it. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page, and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Bet Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian Times since we've been back, and we're unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. Danny Whitlock, Inside Supercars, here talking with two engineers who actually won this weekend. Different things, one a race, one on a championship. Um, That's got to be one of those convoluted races that has occurred in Australian motor racing in terms of the events that happened in it, you know, a driver three times penalised and then... From your point of view, David David Couchy, um, the engineer on Car 88, um, tremendously satisfying to win your second championship, but very strange way to do it. 
Yeah, it was. It's motor racing. You know, you can't really just look at the last race of the year. You have to look at. Uh, it starts at Adelaide and it ends at. Uh, it ended here at Newcastle. But um, yeah, throughout the whole year, we've had plenty of ups and downs, and by far that was uh, one of the. You know, probably one of the. This was one of the most up and down weekends. Yesterday we were in the wall on lap one, and um, today we crossed the line first and, and, and got the championship. Um, but uh, that's that's motor racing. That's why it's so amazing and so re- rewarding. And consistency, obviously, was the catch cry within Triple Eight and, and uh, Jamie's year. Yeah, definitely. We had a we had a tough year. We had Penske uh, taking it to us. Uh, they had exceptional car speed, with, you know, in qualifying and, and in racing. And uh, we had to work really hard to uh, just to stay with them. And um, you know, but yeah, you got to put a whole year together. And yeah, that uh, uh, this year that, that that was us. Okay, they were former teammates. Now they're competitors, but friends, friends still. Friends. friends first. We are friends Ludo, first. Ludo Lacroix, who's the engineer, race engineer, and technical whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. manager no, no, and DJ Tim Bensky. From your point of view, um, obviously, you know, 16 poles is a new record. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, amazing that. speed yes. um, in the car. And, yeah. and obviously, Scott has that ability to get the car. I mean, True. you know, yeah. in, in both the qualifying today and then the shootout. Um, he bought something that you hadn't had before when you started working with him this year? Oh, I think the speed he's got it. He, he just needed to understand the car to extrapolate the speed. I think within three, three meetings we, we had the speed, you know. So he did He did need, like everybody, an adaptation time to afford coming from a Volvo, but very coming. I knew it was fast before, and I proved it very quickly yeah, to yeah. myself. You started race work, working as a race engineer with Jamie when he joined Triple Eight back in oh. I probably didn't. I probably didn't start race engineering, but no, I did. No, I did. I did. I did my first race win with Jamie in 04, in 06 at Clipsol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I passed. I passed it to yeah, Dato, yeah, and yeah. then I passed it to Jamie. Um, do you see many of the same ingredients? In- <laughs> completely, completely. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, the talent is there for both. Uh, the dedication, the love of motor racing is there for both, which is important. And they are both good guys. You know, you you. It's 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 nice to have to work with people that you like, and it's much easier to work with people you like. So yeah, there's there's a lot of similarities for sure. Yeah. And David, I mean, this is your second championship now. This one must feel like you really sort of have worked and earned every little bit of it. Oh yes. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's no secret that yeah, Ludo left us at the end of uh, end of last year and um, became one of our biggest uh, biggest rivals and. Um, uh, you know, and this year we had to work. We had to work exceptionally hard, like not just um, you know racing in, in the championship with the current car, developing um, a new car for next year and new engine packages, and the, all of Triple Eight, absolutely everyone um, who comes racing, and and the, the bunch of guys and girls who who stay back at the workshop have have had to d- dig really deep to um, to beat um, to beat uh, the, the Penske guys th- th- this this year because they um, they raised the bar. There's no question about that. They've they've taken the sport to another level. Um, and you know, and that's and that's 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 what's going to happen. And it was it was a, it was a pleasure to to, um, to battle it out with, with my old mate. And we've had some fun, and we'll have plenty more. Well, we'll have plenty more battles over the next few years, I don't doubt. I, I'm sure, and we'll all enjoy those battles. Seeing these two very good friends who've been uh, co-teammates and now competitors, we look forward. Hope you have a, both have a great uh, Christmas break. We are going together uh, testing a old car now. <laughs>
Yeah. Have a we, haven't, we haven't finished. Uh, we are going to have a bit of a fight a, yeah. in, uh, in, the, in the black room, uh, <laughs> trying to make the best car possible. Or not the best right. car possible. So we are not finished yet. No. Oh, well, but I'll carry on. All right. Well, we do be, it. We do it with love. But that'll all be done behind doors, though. So we won't get to see that. But we hope that you uh, enjoy all that and look forward to next year's battle. After the break, the maestro, the head of Triple uh, Eight, Roland Dane. Uh, we've been fortunate in recent weeks to have a number of interviews with him. He shared his thoughts, obviously, on uh, winning a championship. And he waxes lyrical, one could say, about being involved in this series because I think there's a lot of people in this country should be very grateful that Roland Dane decided that uh, he wanted to set up tent here in Australia. He brought a new benchmark into Australian motor racing. I remember it fully when HRT was a dominant force. Well, he went way beyond what they were, and Holden repaid him uh, for that uh, effort they put in by making him and his team the official Holden team. So Roland Dane will be uh, taking us through his thoughts on that uh, coming up after this break. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Roland Dane, congratulations. Uh, eight championships is quite a remarkable feat in 12 years. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Since the first one was 2008, so we, it must be uh, 10 years. Yeah. That's an amazing strike rate. Yep, it is. Um, yeah, my my favourite one is that we finished first or second every year since '05, um, which was our second year in the championship. And with when Craig got beaten by um, Ambrose at the last event, but we've taken the fight to the last day of of every year since. And um, yeah, it's awesome to clock up another one. But in the circumstances today, which were some of the most exciting racing I've ever seen anywhere. It was probably the most convoluted race I've ever seen. Um, and obviously for your two engineers and their drivers, it was quite straightforward because they went fast and went and got that position very early. But for Dutto and yourself, looking at the bigger picture, you must have been sort of churning sort of thing at times. Not really. <laughs> um, to be honest, it was going to be what it was going to be. We were going to put Scotty under pressure if we could, but um, we were never going to touch him. Uh, and um, certainly not on on purpose. And uh, uh, but run our race, and the objective was to come one two, um, and that's what we could control. That's 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 what we did. And then um, if Craig could if Craig could get in in the mix at some point, um, he would. And the opportunity came with the safety car to put him on fresh tyres, which um, Simo and um, and Johnny. Uh, his engineer took took that opportunity, put him on the tyres, and then uh, and then um, 
Craig drove up to the back of Scotty and, and knew, I mean, to be honest, Craig wanted to finish ahead of Scotty to have his sixth place in the championship. Uh, and unfortunately, what happened put him back to 10th. Did you get involved in that call of, of bringing time. Craig in tyres? The guys knew what to do. It's an, obvious, yeah. it's an obvious call. You see a few other people did it. It's an obvious call, especially on the soft tyre. Uh, when you're halfway through a stint, the last stint, um, and if you've got tyres, and we had a joker set this weekend, you know, we had the extra set of tyres, um, and you saw, I think Slade did it, Mostert did it, maybe Waters, but he was a lap down or something, but on the lead lap you saw uh, four cars or something, uh, which were at the end of the lead lap anyway, all do it, it's an obvious call, and then you, then you press on. Do you go back and watch races? Is this a race you're going to have to sit down and just go, how the heck did this all play out or can you absorb it all in here and you don't need to see it again no no we we watch old races a lot um to see what went on and to understand everything we did and to see if we could do something better so uh and um yeah we'll we'll have a good look at it and see we talk to you every championship about jamie winkup how does he grow in your estimation of him or he doesn't he's just jamie uh, look, it, I mean, it, he's uh, he's been exceptional for a long time. Um, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think he's better than he was last time he won a championship. He's, uh, but he's still at the peak of his powers, and he hasn't always been able to show that this year. Uh, but when he's been put in a in a good position, he's taken advantage of it. He's been consistent. I think he's the only person who finished every race this year. Um, and sometimes you've got to be consistent and he's, yeah, he's won four races this year uh, and sometimes consistency, I remember yeah, Russell Ingalls championship was purely about consistency um, Rick Kelly's championship was purely about consistency um, James Courtney's was really as well so uh, you know we had in 2010 we had a couple of DNFs we shouldn't have had and that gave James that championship so you've got to you got to be there, you've got to be in it You've been to a lot of new events, both in this category and other categories. It seems an exceptional Newcastle to, for a new grand final, of course, but also as an event in itself. I mean, it's quite extraordinary how well it's run. Uh, it's been a, um, a blockbuster event in its own right, um, and uh, the location has been fantastic. The uh, fact that we're on the edge of the water and had a sea breeze uh, makes it really nice to work here, really nice for the spectators. But the venue looks great um, visually. Uh, it works logistically. Okay, it's um, uh, a little bit harder work because you're in a precinct area and you haven't got the trucks here. But, but to be honest, next to the Gold Coast, a piece of cake. And um, it, it's shown that you know, we're capable of putting on a... Uh, a really good event in a heartland area where you've got a massive fan base. It certainly continues to add to that momentum where you know the success of a Townsville and here that you know other regional centres it should be a focus. Yeah. Well, the problem with uh, with going to Sydney is. As lots of people find out trying to promote events in Sydney. Um, Sydney siders uh, don't go to that many events, yes. it seems. They, they, don't, they don't go and even watch uh, rugby league that much. So um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different market. You know, Sydney's the only real international city in Australia, and 
um, it operates differently to to the other cities and certainly the regional areas. And the, our strength has always been in the in the regional areas. Um, yeah, our, our strength is not in Double Bay or Chapel Street. It's in um, the, the the heartland of Australia. But at boardrooms are in Sydney, and that is the people you have to win the the minds of to get the uh, expenditure. Ah, oh, sometimes, but uh, <laughs> those are the ones that aren't very smart. Then, uh, if their customer base is uh, is outside uh, the middle of Sydney, then they probably need to go and have a look and um, and see. So, uh, no different to quite a lot of countries to be honest um, uh, a lot of boardrooms and things are in New York but the fact is that there's a huge amount of, of the United States that's not in New York and that, that full of consumers so here uh, our appeal is um, is to a, you know, a cross section of, um, of real Australia uh, across the regions and in the um, in the in the, um, in the smaller cities uh, and it does us uh, it does us well to remember that and to to go and, and play in front of those places, whether it's Adelaide, uh, or whether even Melbourne at the Grand Prix, and um, Darwin and Townsville and here and yeah, Bathurst. It really works for us. The graphic demonstration of the success of Triple Eight. When I asked Dato what's next on, and he says, "Oh, the aero testing, which starts in about a week's time." Yeah. Um, that you know, I mean, obviously, you don't all sit around getting drunk and enjoying that. It's just get on with the next job, the new car, the new season. Um, yeah, I mean, that's motor racing, and it's uh, um, it's motor sport, uh, and it's no different for a lot of teams in the world. We have a shorter off season, to be honest, than we'd like, <laughs> and that um, shorter recover period than, than we'd like. But uh, yeah, as of I think on Sunday, the boys go down to um, to Melbourne to, to run the aero test the following week so um, there's, there's no rest for the wicked How's this taking a step back to uh, elongate your life and uh, get a bit to get a bit more to get a bit stress to get a bit stress reduce the stress and step back and let a few more people take the hands on you could do without no, last corner of the last lap championships no, 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 I mean that's just what it is it doesn't matter what I was doing I'd still be if I was a spectator watching it I think I'd be pretty pretty stressed as a lot were today just the excitement of it but the um, yeah the guys take an increasing role in running the team and have done for the last couple of years and um, and getting more and more experience at it and yeah last night I had to maybe get involved but uh, but an awful lot of this is purely down to yeah the engineers, the crew chief, the Dado, the, all those people, and the and the, the operators on the um, on the cars and the people in the drive. Not down to me. Several times before, your team has dug deep and rallied um, to come back from being during the season. Yet again, you've done that. Uh, it must be tremendously pleasing to do that. When particularly Penske, the DJR team Penske, have shown the promise that they, you know, did early in the year to have such a battle to the last race, it must be extraordinarily pleasing to have that team of people there. Oh, it's uh, it's good to know that everyone's got the same mindset and never give up, and uh, it's not over till it's over. 
never give up and um, but do the best job we can yesterday we didn't do the best job we could uh, and so we're entitled to uh, give ourselves a bollocking um, but today today we did the best job we could um, and when we do the best job we can we become one too it seemed like though you were able to enjoy some of the theatrics of yesterday as well I, you know there'll be three new drivers in the car they'll look the same and those sorts of quotes you would have been uh, oh. <laughs> you know they, I don't remember Ollandane cracking wise in those situations in the past no, or not publicly anyway I don't think I was necessarily cracking uh, wise I was uh, look yesterday is what it is and uh, we sorted it out very quickly after the race but at the end of the day you know, what, do, what do we do about it we know we had what we had to do today so uh, we had to move on from yesterday and that was all part of just moving on best championship you've won a triple eight or there's no difference no, I, did. I, 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 I couldn't tell you right now to be honest I mean it was an exciting one uh, but I don't know <laughs> they're all good and they're, they're all battles and they're battles with different people some of them are inter-team battles more than anything but they're also um, they're, they're also been some great battles with other teams o- over the years and uh, this one's as intense as it's ever been but to be honest it's against the the best finance team there's ever been in the pit lane so um, and that's a f- yeah just a fact of life and it's up to us to uh, be smart I'd like to thank you Roland not only for uh, wonderful racing and championships but actually coming to Australian motorsport because you lifted I'm it I'm not sure everyone would agree with well, that well no well you know I'm I, I yeah. remember quite some times, years before you arrived when HRT's dominance was getting very boring and um, there was actually an arrogance in their winning uh, when they'd roll their trucks out and they were con- constantly uh, fast and it seemed like no one was ever getting a leg up. Uh, you've added something to this championship and obviously attracted a team from America that is probably one of the most revered teams in the world in Team Penske. Um, so the, the benchmark is just keeps on moving up and it's fantastic. I appreciate enormously the time you give us on Inside Supercars and hope you have a great Christmas. Oh, thanks, Tony. It's, uh, it's a, a pleasure to be here and to, honestly, it, this is the best series in the world and I think that uh, sometimes we don't see the wood from the trees but the, the, this category um, as a national championship is the best one for me. It, it, yeah, I know I'm biased, but I, but I am a student of the sport. I yeah. do uh, have a great interest in it. I have a, a very, so so myself, very deep knowledge of what's going on elsewhere. I keep in touch with an awful lot of people, as well as viewing it as a as a you know from afar. And um, uh, this is undoubtedly the best championship, national championship in 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 the world. And um, it, to me, in terms of bang for your buck, the only thing that I, I can ever get more excited about than this possibly is MotoGP um, and th- which is gladiatorial in a different sort of way but it's a, and that's why it's such a, um, a pleasure and honour to be involved in this in this championship here in a, in a little country with uh, 25 million people you know, it's, a, it's not a bad show is it indeed, thank you All right, have, have a good one okay. join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our board radio facebook page each week join the inside motorsport team as they look at all the news from across australia and around the world and you know every every year i see jackie's tour grand prix and i just remind myself 
of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Our final thoughts, really, I'm going to leave with Roland because... What he talked about is this championship, this event, it really sums it up. And I don't think there's any need, Craig, would you agree that he's summarised it pretty well? Yeah, I thought he did. I'm going to be a bit indulgent. Pick the Bathurst winner, pick the championship. That's not a bad year for uh, a hack. <laughs> Indeed it's not. Indeed it's not. But, you know, so long as you're not gaining financially on the insights you get from this sport, it's wonderful to spend a year talking about it. We look forward to next week's show where we'll have a media wrap-up on how they saw this event uh, and also this, this year's championship. So thank you for Inside Supercars this week. We hope you enjoyed all these interviews and look forward to uh, you joining us for the next ones. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.